Hello and welcome to my Xbox and Me episode 303. I didn't forget. Calm down, everyone. I know you're out there in the world going, why did you start there? Why did you chill out? Chill out. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Too Fresh Crash. Crash, how are you? Doing good. You know, one day they're going to figure out you do that on purpose almost every week. Well, what, what part? The part where I pretend to forget the. Forget yeah. The, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Every week. Sometimes, Maybe. you know why you, I know why you do it, though. I know why you do it. Because sometimes you legitimately forget which, yeah. what number it is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, keep I'm, it consistent. They'll never know. They'll never know when I'm right. They'll never know when I'm wrong. You know? They'll never know when I'm right. They'll never know when I'm wrong. Fresh. Yeah. Episode 302 was last week. Yeah. We spoke about a plethora of uh, topics. Yeah. And my Xbox and me audience wasn't too pleased with me. You didn't get much heat, funny enough. But me, no. oh, but me, I, I got the heat. I got the heat. I've been called a corporate shill. I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. How has he been in the game this long? Shout out to the person that called you a corporate shill in the YouTube comments. We appreciate all the YouTube comments. Hey, Engagement's engagement. Engagement's engagement around his parts. Uh, just for a quick one, because I guess some people didn't like um we had a couple of conversations that were a little bit a little bit more um I don't know what the right word is for it. Just a little bit more of a debate, a bit of back yeah. and forward. We personally at my Xbox and me, we loved the conversation that happened. We enjoyed it. We thought it was a nice flowing conversation. No one was disrespectful to each other. And what I want to put out there to the My Xbox and Me audience is we are going to disagree on things, number one. And sometimes we will play devil's advocate just to get a good conversation flowing. Like, you don't want all of us on the podcast going, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. I've been there. I've done that. 303 episodes of this show. Never missed a week. You think I haven't had weeks upon weeks upon weeks of just, yes, 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 yes. Like the Churchill dog. Some of you won't know that reference, but the English people will. Yes, 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 yes. Do you know what that is, Crash? Absolutely not. Go Google it. Churchill dog. Halifax is a bank. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about then. But yeah, I just, I thought we had a, a good conversation um we had we had some questions come in we're going to talk about them real soon so if you don't know what my xbox and me is it's our weekly xbox podcast here on youtube.com slash my xbox and me and podcast services around the internet you can find us everywhere itunes spotify google play all of that jazz make sure you hit the subscribe button make sure you leave a review it helps us way more than you even imagine and please 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 if you're not subscribed to the youtube channel please go and hit the sub button it's going up slowly every week crush slowly every week i'm seeing a, a two here a one there a two here a one here if you're listening to it the listeners trance the youtube views please Go and hit the subscribe button. It would mean the world to us. Um, hmm, where do we start, Crush? Patreon producers, shout out Aaron God and FNH Paul. And uh, topic of the show this week, Crush. EA Play. It was yesterday. Yeah, it was. What did you think? What did you think? Overall um, thoughts before we jump in and break it all down. What did you think? At first, I really enjoyed it. Mm. I'll be honest. I think 
they showed a small amount of games. I enjoyed what they showed for almost everything. The Battlefield stuff was cool. The Dice game stuff was cool. FIFA, I don't know if it was good or bad. I'm not into that FIFA. That was pre-show. That was pre-show. That was pre-show. Was FIFA only pre-show? That was, that was pre-show. Oh, that was it pre-show. was only pre-show. You're right. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was kind of surprised it was 45 minutes. It didn't feel like 45 minutes. And then I think at the end of your uh, reaction, you pointed out uh, how long, how little they showed. And I was yeah. like, they really did show a little for the amount of time they went on. Which, so, in part, it was enjoyable, that means, but in part, they also didn't show too much. It was one of those ones where, watching it, I enjoyed it. Production-wise, thought it was really good. I thought they did a really good job with it on the production side of things, which is always something that I look at. I always look at production, I'm like, oh, how, how are you doing? How is this going to come together? For Xavier Woods killed it as host, did a great, great job. Uh, I thought the two pre-show hosts did a good job as well. Um, it was just not what I was expecting, if I'm being honest, in terms of the, the, the amount of games that were going to be shown and the type of games that were going to be shown. This was their E3. Yeah. That's, that's, I, what, that's what we got to take into account here, right? Like, this was their E3. They wasn't at E3. They were, they were taking it at a different time. They were going to be July. They, they, they didn't really hype it up. So, to be fair, I guess, like, you can't really say, oh, well, they hi- overhyped it. They didn't. I don't think they did at all. Um, when it came to FIFA, they had already spoken about it. Madden, they had already spoken about it, both prior to this show. They came out, they did a thing on July 20th, which was my birthday. Um, I'm now a year older than my Xbox in the audience. I'm 29? Not quite 30. I'm almost right! Jesus! No, next Christ. year's a leap year. You skipped the 30. I, I've said that I'm giving myself a two-year bonus as well on age because oh. of, of COVID. I mean... I lost two years, bro. Okay. You do not agree. <laughs> you do not agree. You do not agree. I, that's how it works. It works however I make it work, right? That's true. If you want, Look, Fix, if you want to consider yourself to be 28 or 27 or whatever it is, like you do that. No, as I'm long just... You don't, I'm, I'm just going to do the thing where, like, next year is going to be, I'm celebrating not being 30. So when people are like, oh, how old are you? I'm like, not 30. But I will actually be 30 then. I won't even be in the country, so I'm I'm going to Japan. Oh, for your birthday next year? Nice. I'm going to Japan. Guarantee. Guarantee. Um, But yeah. yeah, Overall, I thought the show was good. I just felt what was shown in terms of its... um, content was a little bit light um we're gonna br- run through this real quickly so you guys can know what was shown at ea play uh we got the knockout city season two fight at the movies it's a brand new map that looked like it was ever changing uh we got some new gear that was shown all coming out july 27th have you played any more knockout city since like we, we played it together right nope we didn't play together Oh, yeah. I probably, who did I play with? Matt P must have done. Someone. I don't know. We've, have you not played it anymore? Nope. I no, played it once either. and haven't touched it again. Which is a weird one, because it's not like it's not a bad game. It's a good game. Yeah. It just, for some it reason, it was it weren't for me. Like, it doesn't have the pull. If I think, like, here's, if I had a friend who constantly was playing it and kept asking me to play it, I'd 100% be down. Yeah. But it doesn't have the pull for me to be like, hey, do you want to play it? Or me to just jump on and play by myself. Yes, I totally, I hundred percent agree. 
Um, next up, we had the EA original Lost in Random, which will be released in September, in September 2021. We didn't get, oh, we did get a set date. Sorry, it was September 10th, 2021. Uh, EA shared a, a, a brand new look of this game. It's a mixed real-time action with turn-based. Uh, this is Zoink Games' brand new game. And it looks really interesting. If, if you're asking me, it actually did look really interesting. It looked like a, a mixture between an old school um, action platformer game. Uh, the best game I can sort of think about it in terms of its look was Alice's Madness Returns. If anyone remembers that EA title um, that came out, which I was hoping they were going to do a sequel. That's my fiance's favorite game of all time. So uh, I was really hoping for that for her, but they didn't do it. What did you think of um, Lost in Random? What did you think of the look of it? I'm actually really excited for this. I was sort of interested when they had revealed it because it was a unique art style and interesting concept, but I yeah. actually like the look of the gameplay. I like the idea behind it. I like the way they sold it. The story they set up was kind of basic, you know, two yeah. sisters separated, evil queen, whatever, whatever. Um, but I'm actually pretty excited for it. I feel like EA usually does with their original titles. They usually hit them out of the park for the most part, I feel like. Fee, um what else fee what else came out that's the one i'm thinking of that's the main one right child of light yeah. uh a few others that have been relatively good um yeah no, i thought i thought it was a good showing i thought it, they did a good job of showing off the gameplay mechanics and wanting you to see more in terms of like the cards and their abilities and things like that so yeah i definitely think i'll be giving it a shot i said i did say drawing um during the, sh the reaction stream that I did over on my Twitch channel, that I wish they would put EA Original Games day one in EA Play. Not Because I feel like EA can eat that cost. Because not everyone's going to sign up to EA Play to play them anyway. It's similar similar knowledge to as if Game Pass, right? It's yeah. like, let's, let's build our, our, our version of that, which is EA Play, which is cool. Um... And they can eat the cost on that for people that already have EA Play. And the people who don't have EA Play, they're going to see an interesting game and probably just buy it anyway. So what happens with it? Game Pass. So yeah. I think I think it's something they should consider doing. Um, just because I'm worried about this type of game where it's like, it's going to come out, it's probably not going to do crazy numbers, and then yeah. is that enough for EA to then go, oh, they didn't do well. Where if it was straight in EA Play, or Game Pass for that matter of fact, it would probably get like a million players. And then they'll be like, well, we didn't sell a million, but a million people played this. And then you've brought in more people into EA Play and stuff like that. I feel like you just need to add a little bit more to EA Play for people to actually give a crap about it. Which, I suppose in the same breath, they've added it into Game Pass, so why would they even care about building it up? There's a lot of conversations to have there. I'll be honest, I was trying to think the whole time you were talking there for a reason to disagree with you. Mm. And I don't think I really can think of a reason to disagree with it should be on EA Play. Money! Uh, that's yeah. why other than money that's literally the only reason is like money i'm not talking about money again on this podcast especially when it comes to ea i refuse they'll come for me again i'm not doing that they'll come for me they'll come for me um you cool bridge show uh next up we had apex legends emergence release date announced alongside the newest legend seer 
Uh, Apex Legends Emergence update will f officially release on August 3rd alongside Seer, the newest legend to join the battle. Like Bloodhound, Seer will be able to track enemies, yet this new character will use heartbeat sensors to indicate where enemies may be. Seer's ultimate will send out micro drones to create a sphere that will sphere? I think I said that correctly. Uh, that uh, will track any enemies that pass through it. Unlike Bloodhound, Seer is a stealth based and focus mostly on uh position what did you think of the showing of the brand new character i liked it um i actually thought it was really cool especially the animation they had but i feel like most of the time they've been knocking the animation out of the park with what they yeah. do um i just for me I, as i was watching it until they explained it i was very confused like Lost. what are its abilities because they yeah. kept throwing them out but it looked it looked like he was trying to kill them with him uh, yeah. kill the kill the people with the things and so i was just confused with what was going on um but regardless of that it was still an entertaining showing of what they did and they t obviously went over everything i feel that they should have shown more gameplay of the new character like yeah. like you can give me the story driven trailer thing that you want to give me to build out the lore of the character and all that stuff that's cool and i, I like that but why not give us like a two to three minutes of like gameplay of him playing so I don't, obviously I don't want like a division or Rainbow Six type situation where it's like, hey, Bravo team, here we go, we're jumping in the apex. Like, no, we don't want that. Yeah. But just something to show up. All we got to see was his finisher, right? In terms of gameplay. Yeah. I, so I, it just kind of left me wanting a little bit more in terms of like building lore and stuff like that is always cool. I get that, but I want to see how this character works so I can understand it a bit more and wrap my head around it before the new season starts. Yeah, I know they're going to do a trailer. I think he had said it was yeah, next week. They um, are. I feel like they could have done the trailer here or even as they're talking about some of the mechanics, like some of his abilities and stuff, like they actually show the abilities in use mm. or something like that just to give people more of a context clue. But it's not too far off, and I guess they might have wanted to keep the time on Apex shorter, even though I do think I, they could have cut out some of the talking bit and just put the trailer in instead. I feel like you could have had both. You could have had hit the, the developer, apologies, I don't remember his name, uh, the developer speaking um, about the game with gameplay over the top of that, then a, tra a transition of Xavier Woods interviewing and back and forth. Like, Just give me a bit of context yeah. to what I'm seeing here so I can understand it a little bit more. It's the thing that uh, I would have liked more of. Um, next up, you had Codemasters. Obviously, this was a big deal because this is his first time Codemasters... Um, since the acquisition are announcing a new game and obviously everything that comes along with that. Um, this is the studio behind uh, Formula One, Dirt and Project Cars and they have revealed the brand new Grid game, Grid Legends, a new racing game that is set to arrive in 2022. The game will feature live action story that was filmed with a tech used by the Mandalorian. Uh, Sex Education's, nah, I don't know how to say his name, N-C-U-T-I, uh, no. Cutie, apologies for butchering your name, uh, will star in the story mode and players will be placed in the driver's seat of the uh, Grid World series as an underdog against the Raven West team. Grid Legends will be will feature a ton of different cars and will have everything from big rigs to supercars and players will be able to uh, drive around in such locations such as Monaco, London, amongst more. I liked what I saw. I remember playing Grid 1 and having a really good time with it. They had a um, Destruction Derby mode that I loved in Grid 1. Never played Grid 2. 
I really, again, I'm a sucker for sports stories. I've, I've said it time and time again. I couldn't give a crap what the sport is. Give me, and I tell you, Crash, if EA come out and tell me NHL has a story mode this year, I'm buying it. Definitely. I'm a sucker for sports stories. I don't know why they just get me. A story of the underdog becoming... Do you know what I think it is? Because that's what I've really wanted to be in real life. Right. Like, in any sport. Like, I've all, I love sport, but I'm an absolute fat heifer. So I cannot play sport too much. And not to an elite level, anyway. I can go out to the basketball court, shoot about six baskets, and go... Oh, man, this is a lot of work, isn't it? Damn, I didn't realize how hard this actually is. Let me go home and play 2K. But I'm a sucker for it. And I like the introduction of the the real-world story elements. I enjoyed it with Quantum Break. Obviously, this is not going to be anywhere near as in-depth as that. But um, I like it, and I'm, I'm, I'm for it, personally. I'm all for it. Are you into racing games at all? I'm excited for the people that are excited. Okay, that's fair. I like it looked cool. I'll, I'll say it looked cool, but like of this and motorsport, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not we're both I've into motorsport more, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not even really into that too much. No, but Horizon's so, so good. Horizon's so yeah. good. They've got so much other stuff other than just go here and race. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, bro, I've got a donation going at the moment on my Twitch stream for a steering wheel. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah, like, bro, I am ready for to get into these racing games. What's up with everybody in steering wheels lately? You got a steering wheel. Wardog got a steering wheel. I don't know. I don't. Like steering wheels look cool. I'm gonna be honest. Like if I were to play, if I were to get into racing games, I'd be like, I'd probably want a steering wheel. I think I that'd think be a, a cooler way to experience the games. I think for me, it's a case of oh new racing there's a lot of new racing games coming out right i think that's a genre it's multi-flaccid right which is is that the right word flaccid i feel like it's a flaccid Multi- penis <laughs> i did yeah i did i don't know if i've said that right i'm sorry um, <laughs> anyway um I, I feel like there's a lot of racing games coming out and we don't cover racing games right now on my xbox and me right yeah but i feel like there's a lot of content that could be made with racing games and I do think a steering wheel just enhances the experience. And I don't drive in real life, so I'm just like, huh, well, why not? Give it a go. You know? It, I will be honest, probably the funnest way to play a racing game. Probably. I haven't used a steering wheel since the N64. Never use a steering wheel. Oh, that's, that's used to, bro, you got the Mario Kart. Oh yeah, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. But Mario Kart on a steering wheel back in the day, 64, sat down. My mum used to be fuming because I used to pull that thing about and it left marks on the table. Oh, she wasn't happy. <laughs> she wasn't Imagine. happy. Let me tell you. Uh, next up, we have Battlefield 2042. Uh, the big thing they were talking about and showing here was the portal mode, which is kind of... It kind of is whatever you want it to be. Uh, yeah. Battlefield Portal is Battlefield 2042's brand new complex customs mode thing where you can literally go from Battlefield 1942 versus Battlefield 2042 versus B- Bad Company 2 versus Battlefield 3. They've got a bunch of classic maps, maps that I they didn't touch me because I wasn't a uh, Bad Company or, or Battlefield guy like that. I don't know maps like that. Any game, actually. I'm not a guy that really gets into knowing the maps even right now i know my favorite map in apex i don't know what it's called i think it's king's canyon 
Is that right? The original one. Yeah. Yeah, Kingskin, yeah. Hey, I'm a fucking pro <laughs> you know maps. here. I know maps. I know maps better than anybody. Let me tell you. Anybody. Um, but yeah, uh, they said there's going to be six classic maps, 40 new weapons, 40, sorry, 40 plus weapons, 40 plus uh, vehicles, um, and a bunch of other stuff. Like they've got this thing where it's like robots versus tanks and people with knives versus four people with fully armored. Like it's, it, it looks bonkers. If you are a Battlefield fan, and you're someone who likes to play around with like different things like this. This seems amazing, but I just wonder how many people are actually going to use it. Um, um, it, it looks pretty in depth, so I actually yeah. think there's a good possibility that more people will use it than you think. Because mm. I always think to Halo Forge, and Halo Forge usually gets the longest playtime aside from multiplayer. Yeah. Well, there's only multiplayer and Forge that really get long playtime. People don't really play campaign like that. But yeah. Forge usually gets a pretty long attach rate, and people do do a lot of stuff. And this does seem to be pretty in-depth. They were showing how um, you can set behaviors and stuff like that. So I wonder if you can actually create... Uh, I, I had mentioned it in your chat, a BR mode out of this. Yeah. I wonder if it would be doable. It depends on the limits and everything. Probably not, yes, right? Because it's... I, I think, yeah. Like the, I, maybe, maybe the idea of a circle that closes in... And I yeah. suppose is that what is that what BR is? Is that what we can't BR is? It's just a circle that is closing around you. That may be possible, but I don't know. In and we're talking about specifically with the limitations that are there right now, not mods and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So with I can see it getting added because it's like, well, you need to then have it so the players drop out the sky from something, or they're just going to yeah. drop out the sky from. Plads. Spawn <laughs> places. Well, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Or you've got that's, but that's what I'm saying. What makes a battle royale battle royale? Is it the circle closing in? Is it the dropping in with nothing? Is it dropping in? Like, what makes a br br? Yeah, that's that's fair. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I feel like it's in closing area. Fight till you're the last one. I feel like that's, that's what, what br is. Yeah, for me, for me. Which somebody might say, no, you got to drop down out of a helicopter or airplane or whatever, or a school bus. If it's I mean, not I was, about to, like I was about to say, how <laughs> dare you disrespect the battle bus like that? How dare you? But you I would got never that. disrespect the bus driver. I appreciate that. You always say thank you, right? Always. Always say thank you. Always. always. I respect you. I respect you even more knowing that you always say thank you. Thank you for saying thank you. Thank you for thanking me for saying thank you. <laughs> so we're getting that there today, boys. Um, but yeah, this looks interesting. I just don't. Unless I decide I'm going to become a Battlefield content creator, which this is definitely designed for them. Let me tell you that right now. I don't think this appeals to me personally. Cannot wait for Battlefield 40, uh, 2042. Um, I wish they kind of showed a little bit more gameplay off during this whole segment um, because it was strictly Portal we were seeing. Um, yeah. Because they were like, oh, well, there's three different ways to play. And like, I get all that. It's just, for me, it was just a bit like, oh, I kind of wanted to see, yeah. see some more, more of the game mode I care about. But that's, that's not, that's not fair. Yeah. I get it. I, I feel like they're trying to do a showing for each game mode separately. Like, yeah. we got the last showing for the main game mode. We got this one. And tease. We got, we got the, the tease one. as well for the, the, the hazard. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but that big weather mode thing that they're doing. So, yeah. 
Uh, and last but not least, that was shown at EA Play was a very short teaser for Dead Space Remake, uh, which has now been announced for next-gen and PCs. Uh, there is going to be a remake of the 2008's Dead Space, which is in development for next-gen consoles and PC. And while there is no release window, EA did uh, share a teaser uh, that we all saw. It didn't quite get me. You know? Yeah, I mean... It wasn't really much. It was just sort of like the game exists. It was, but we already knew it exists. Yeah. Unfortunately, we already knew it existed. Maybe that's. I said to Haley afterwards. I said, "Oh man, I think I'm getting old." Oh, I think I'm. And she was like, "Why?" And I said, "I can't fake it anymore." Like for YouTube, like I'm seeing all these. Obviously, I'm seeing all the reaction videos go up, and I'm just like, I didn't even post anything from EA Play because nothing got me. To be fair, also like you've never been the biggest person to dead space like none of this stuff has super been in your wheelhouse because like, resident evil, let's be honest, resident evil clone if, mate resident evil clone let me tell you crash you could say that trigger trigger, trigger 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 um, <laughs> uh, but like if this had been a resident evil showing i would have been even pissed. if you knew it was coming out i would have been pissed you would have been hyped i would have been pissed why would you have been pissed if they would have done this to resident evil 2 you would have been hyped. I would have been fuming. No, if this is have. all they showed, if this is it. No, you would not have been fuming. No, I would have. You're a liar. You're absolutely... No, after, you no, after the, the initial... <laughs> then I would have been like, broke it down and thought about it and went, hold up. That's all you're showing? Like, that's... 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 that's bro. Stop it. Stop it. You don't, you don't agree? That's enough for some people. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's I, not no, enough. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. You want more, but I don't think they need to show more. I think this is only just a confirmation. You know what I think it is? I think they needed to show more in general. That the fact that this is all they showed for Dead Space and everything else was lacking, it kind of hurts the yeah, Dead Space show. But I disagree. I don't think Battlefield Portal looked good. Uh, yeah. Grid Legends looked good. Apex, what they shown, look good. Lost in Random, look good. Knockout City 2, if you care about that, look good. Everything looked good. I'm not, and so did Dead Space. I'm not saying like what they showed for Dead Space didn't look good, but it was just, I didn't need this tiny, tiny teaser. Gotcha. Like how far out is, well, how far, because I would have, what I would have rathered, yeah, is we already know Dead Space is happening. We already know, yeah. we already know Dead Space then why not? It was the same with when Resident Evil 2, when they like they did the um, Capcom put out like a video of like, we, we do it. Like they were happy that they announced that we were, were going to do it. So then we're sitting there in anticipation of like, when are we going to see more? When are we going to see more? When are we going to see, or not even more, when are we going to see it? And then you just, you know, every year I was like, we're going to yeah. see Resident Evil. We're going to see Resident Evil. We're going to see Resident Evil. And then we don't see it. And I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And then when it happens, it's like, ah! yeah. oh my God. Like now with Dead Space, it's just like, Okay, I you know for me for me people are excited. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to Planet, but I'm just saying the teaser itself wasn't enough. I I think EA might have hurt themselves by teasing that a franchise that people love is going to come back, and basically Facts. the only Confirmed option it. of what it could have been would yes. have been Dead Space. Like some people were throwing out crazy like throws out there to like it'll be this or that, but chances were that. Well, your Titan, best bet Titanfall 3 was getting thrown out there yeah. bro you had you have more chance of simpson hit and run 2 
Genonites that day than you were Titanfall, let me tell you. Yeah. I, that, that's a different conversation. Yeah, I know, uh, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, I, bring back Simpsons hit a run, goddammit! If they want. No! Do it! I don't care if they want to. Get the developers <laughs> in a dungeon. Get them in a dungeon, sit them down at their desks, it's and make them work. <laughs> crunch until it's playable, alright? Crunch. I'm joking. Crunch, I'm against crunch. Crash, we can't joke about these things anymore, because, like, they come for me now. You're right. The fix said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> you funny guy. Uh, let's jump into Fix's sack, shall we, and answer some questions from our loving audience that surely wouldn't go against us or be angry at us? Question mark. First question says, multiplayer games such as Outriders saw a huge success from launching on Game Pass. What multiplayer game that died quickly in the last 10 years do you think would have stuck around longer if it launched on Game Pass? From Alder Slayer. Titanfall 1. Guaranteed. That game was a banger. None. What do you mean none? None. I don't think Game Pass as a concept would have helped Titanfall 1. I don't think it would help a multiplayer game live longer. I think it would help the initial burst of players. That's what he said. Oh. Which, which no, multiplayer game what, saw a huge success from launching on Game Pass? What multiplayer would you... Uh, that died quickly in died. the last 10 years would have stuck around longer if we, it was launched on Game Pass. I don't think Game Pass would help a game stick around longer. What do you think? If, if if that's the case, then um, what was the multiplayer game that Game Pass basically launched with? Well, it didn't launch with, but it came a little bit afterwards. Um, made by Ninja Theory. Oh, um, oh, Jesus Christ! Yes, I, uh, a blood, blood pumping, I think. Yeah, blood, uh, bleeding edge, bleeding edge, bleeding, bleeding edge. edge, bleeding edge. That would have like lasted longer if that was the case. But, but that game came that game, and went okay. on Game Pass. But imagine if it didn't launching game pass that game wouldn't even have lasted as long as it did i think it would have i think it would have lasted the same exact amount okay i like um, i i think okay let's change the question then okay which game would have had a bigger success at launch multiplayer wise if it launched in game pass uh titanfall 2 one of the Titanfalls. No, I think you we were right. Use mine. You can't I think use that's mine. right. Get I don't think there's here. another answer I could give you. Uh, like I, I, I really don't. Um, what other multiplayer game is there there's, that there's launched? Maybe I don't know. I don't think there is one that I can think of. Maybe what was um Cliff Blazinski's multiplayer game? Maybe uh, that uh, didn't even come to console in the end. But uh, you're on about yeah. uh, Radical Heights. I wasn't thinking of Radical Heights. Radical oh. Heights as well, but um, it was the one, not the BR, the one that came out before that. I'm completely forgetting on the game. It was a hero oh, shooter hero shooter that he said was going to be free to play at first, and then he was like, we're going to charge people 20 bucks for it. Yeah. I know what, I know exactly what you're thinking about. I just, I don't know what that's called now, mate. Yeah. I'm sorry. That one, someone's gone. That one's got dead and gone. I, like, I don't, gone. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't think being in Game Pass will make your game more of a success in any form. Like, you might have a bigger launch and that more people will play it. But that is beginning. more successful, then. That is more... Because if it has microtransactions, right, it means right, right, the opportunity right, right. then to make more money. It's right, like, right, th right. That is a bigger success. I'm I think what you're... I, you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I think what you're saying is more the longevity argument, right? Which is like, when something launches, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have 
guaranteed longevity just because it's in Game Pass. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. No, no, you're fair. You're fair. That's that's okay. what my mind keeps going to, even when yeah. we change the argument. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I. It's a, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. That game. That game would have been a brilliant game to have launched in Game Pass. It would have helped uh, Dead by Daylight as well. Dead by Daylight, even though that game is going strong. Oh, it's huge now, but like that game's strong. Like, yeah, I, I think you could put it for a lot of games that are big right now that. Um, Game Pass would have helped them a lot. I think Rainbow Six, had Rainbow Six launched in Game Pass, I think that would have gotten a big boost in the beginning. Because if we're talking about boosts in the beginning, I think you can put most multiplayer games and say they would get a bigger boost from it. Yeah. I think there are a few exceptions, ones that were guaranteed to act, act absolutely blow people away. Like a Call of Duty being on Game Pass like doesn't really help it in the grand scheme of things no. because Call of Duty is still going to sell crazy and get crazy numbers. Ghost Recon Breakpoint comes to mind. Yeah, that's not 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 that multiplayer in terms of its campaign, not like a yeah. versus multiplayer. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's a hard question. It's a hard, it's a hard question because you just you just don't know, right? I think I feel like every game would do better on launch and longevity wise. It's one of those ones. I don't know if you can really. To me, another payday, payday two. Like when the new payday comes out, I feel like payday should be going to Xbox and be like, please let us in Game Pass. Even though we know that game would sell ridiculously well, I think the longevity of it, maybe people would want to stick around and play it more if it's in Game Pass, right? I think. But maybe I'm wrong. But maybe I'm wrong. I think for a case like that, can't you just make the same argument for putting it into Game Pass later? When like, yeah. the yeah. community starts dying down, you put it into Game Pass to get new players in? 100%. So, yeah. yeah. Multiplayer um, games are tricky ones in general, I feel like. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, next question from Elder Slayer as well. He says, piggybacking off of last week's episode about the games being art. I ask, how far does it go? Some games can be seen as an art form, but I would say all games, all games are, all games are, and as, and, sorry, I missed that part, but I wouldn't say all games are. And as an industry, games are nothing like art. I also disagree that games are made for the artist. They are 99% made for the players from Alder Slayer. Okay. Disagree. Go on. Because, so, first point, games are nothing like art. I disagree with that fundamentally because games take a whole bunch of art, multiple types of art, to make up one thing. Sure, you could say, oh, the, co the coding aspect of it isn't art. That would be fair. Like, sure, I don't know how many coders view what they do as art. There's probably some coders like I make every co I make art every time I type. Yeah. But most people would probably say, okay, that's not art. But the art, the art itself is art. You have concept art. You have uh, the 3D modeling. You have the sound effects. Every single sound effect is an art form. So, how do you get that sound to sound correctly? So is it individually each piece is art, but when put together and given to a player, it no longer becomes art? asking the question i don't know up. the answer yeah yeah uh, for me i view it like i think if there is a director at the head of it with uh, a souls franchise you have miyazaki yep um if you look at god of war you have cory barlog you have uh, kojima you have all these people who if you take them out of the equation the game ends up changing in some sort of way because in part it is their vision yep and the art ends up the way it is the sound design all that stuff ends up through his guidance not necessarily his hand doing it and i don't want to 
give the people too much credit because it very much so is on the shoulders of the people who create the individual pieces absolutely yep but there is some sort of artistry i would say to leading a whole project like that and i think some people misconstrued because uh, i saw a whole lot of people mentioning like ea and like bigger developers and stuff like that i didn't mean the developer at large i didn't even necessarily mean if i'm talking about uh artistry i'm not talking about kojima productions as a whole but more so kojima's vision for the game it's the yeah. individual's vision for the game when i talk about stuff like that you didn't even turn your phone off during the podcast this is a professional establishment around here you are disrespecting my artistry no, 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 as a no, no. podcaster no, no no you miss you mistook that that was my timer uh, that my time for speaking is over oh perfect yeah. thank you no thank problem. you thank you um I also disagree that games are made for the artist. They are 99% made for the player. I, I think they're made with the player in mind. I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean to, like, Kojima, but, like, I love Kojima. I love a lot of Kojima's games, but Death Stranding, we could talk about, is a game that was made for him. It doesn't yeah. seem like it's not. I I don't think it's, don't get me wrong, there are people that enjoy the game and love the game and stuff like that, right? But, he wanted to make a game about a postman. <laughs> like yeah. that's what that's like I don't think you go you, you go to a drawing board and go, hey, what's fun for players being a postman? Like, yeah. unless you're playing post postman simulator, like what what are you up to? That should be a game if it's not one, by the way. And I want money for it. Um and it, it's not to disagree disagree completely with what you're saying, Alder no, I, I agree. Do, I, I do agree with it that everything yeah. you said does fit some mm. people. But I think if you put everything in a box, it's unfair. Because um, I think the gaming industry kind of mimics the music industry in a lot of times. Where like you do have creative people in situations where they do have higher ups that sort of dictate what they have to do. And then my question would be, is a music art if there's a higher up at a, at a music uh, label that's sort of like, this is the song you have to make. This is how you have to make it. This is the beat you're going to use. This is the hook you're going to use, and etc. At the end of the day, does that artist still make art? Or is it not? Yeah. And I'm not saying they do, because you can make the argument that they don't. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Moving on to the next question, we've got, hey guys, just wondering what your thoughts are on Phil Spencer saying old games doing well on Game Pass incentivizes reboots. For me, a Banjo-Kazooie reboot in the same vein to a Ratchet and Clank seems like a no-brainer. What do you think? Thanks, Jack. Huh. That's a great question. Um, I'll be honest. I've never cared for Banjo-Kazooie. It's not been a game that I've ever cared for. Like, it's not... It, I understand that it, it obviously has its its history, and there are a lot of people that care about it and things like that. But I've never cared about Banjo-Kazooie. So it's hard for me to say that I see it in the same vein as Ratchet & Clank, which Ratchet & Clank that I have played, the new one, and beat to, to finish, is one of the best games this year by none. Like... It is a fantastic experience. Don't get me started with the SSD and the portal pulling and all that stuff, which I think was kind of overhyped, if I'm being totally honest. But the game, looking at its beauty, looking at the, the, the mechanics of it, looking at the gameplay, looking at its story, looking at the length of it, it was amazing. To me, it was amazing. And they would need to change Banzo Kazooie like a lot for it to get to the level of what Ratchet is at right now, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, I also um, 
I mimic your sentiments and they're cemented to me because one time on Twitter I picked the beef with some Patrick Asui fans. <laughs> yeah. So I had put out a tweet that he'll never come to Smash and who would want to play him in Smash? And it was, it was a trolley tweet. It wasn't a sweet, serious tweet at all, right? You and idiot. then like a year later, he gets announced and I have people coming for me on a year old tweet that they had to go searching to find. I'd In my head, my head canon for the situation is they, they saved it. They saved the tweet. They went along their days fanboying some big over Banjo-Kazooie and then it gets announced. They're like, I'm going to show him. It came out. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Man, um, people, people are weirdos. People <laughs> like people who do that, like seriously, like people are weird. They're weird people. I uh yeah, go on. I trolled it, I kind of deserved it. I won't be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Um yeah, I I, I don't know. I the the I would rather see Xbox build up their own like I I'm not saying Banjo's not their own because obviously he is. But I would like to see I'd like a, I'd like to see a game in the Ratchet and Clank like that type of formula. I'd love to yeah. see that with the same level of polish in which Insomniac make, and they are some of the best developers in the world. Um, but I don't think Banjo is 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 that. Yeah, I mean, it's been so like the the thing with Ratchet and Clank is Ratchet and Clank has always they've been constantly making Ratchet and Clanks, so it's it's not as big of a time disparity. Yeah between Ratchet and Clank's. So you say a reboot, and a reboot came after a previous game. Yeah, It was yeah. already pretty modern, right? Yeah. I feel like Banjo-Kazooie needs to go over a deeper remake. Yeah, uh, it needs to... Oh, full, full re, re... Full, pull it apart. Here's the character, and who is this character to us now? It, it, like, yeah. in, in, its, in, its, in its shell, it's not even the same Banjo-Kazooie. It's like, it's like God of War, in a way. Like that. Yeah. And like, that's the type of... It, that type of work that it needs to be done for Banjo, in my opinion. Yeah. And to play a little bit of devil's advocate with Phil Spencer's uh, statement, Phil could just be wanting you to play some old games on Game Pass and want to add value be. to Game Pass. Uh, just to, to put that out there, that statement could mean absolutely nothing. Or everything, Crash. Or everything. It could mean everything. So if you want one of your games to come back as a reboot, do nothing but play that game. If there are multiple copies of that game, play them. Just keep replaying them. It'll have Keep buying bit. Banjo if you want him to come back. Keep buying Banjo. <laughs> Next up, last question for Fixer Sack this week says, "Hey guys, thanks for taking my uh, talking. Uh, sorry, thanks for taking my last question for the podcast. I'd like to get your take on this. To summarize, a Twitter thread. There was a discussion about the three hundred dollar all digital PS Five versus the four hundred dollar disc PS Five. To the point, it is worth the extra hundred dollars to buy a disc. Sorry." a disc version because over the console's lifespan you will save more than a hundred dollars with retail slashing disc games prices the ability to resell disc slash buy buy uh, buy used copies etc it also pointed out that buying a digital ps5 gives sony the signal we are okay with discless consoles and the playstation store becomes the only storefront you can buy games to spin this for xbox i was about to say Will, we was about to have a problem. Let me tell you, this is my Xbox and me. Matt P is not here, Will. <laughs> All right. Uh, to spin this uh, for Xbox, what do you think about the $300 Series S versus the $500 Series X? The difference, they are very different consoles compared to the PS5 model in terms of the specs. That said, is it worth buying a Series X because you save 200 over the lifetime of the console? Also, do you agree that buying digital consoles can 
can have a negative impact, telling Microsoft we are okay with digital only. I'm truly debating this. Thanks as always, Will. Will number one, I'm sorry, we've only just got to this question, and I'm sure you've already bought your series X or S. So anything that we say is not really going to help this conversation, but I thought it was a good question anyway. So I apologize for that. We are on two different spectrums, me and Crash, on this, I believe. So I am somebody that I cannot buy the weaker thing out there. I can't do it. Other than Apple products. Apple products are the only ones that I just don't care. Because whatever. But when it comes to consoles, I cannot have the weaker thing. That being said, I sit here in my position of privilege where... Let me put this out front. I always do because I like to. I get my games for free. I got my Xbox for free. I did also buy a Series X as well, though. So just putting that out there. But yes, for me, I don't think it's a smart move to buy a Series S over a Series... Uh, buy a Series S over a Series X if you have the choice to buy both. Number one, the storage alone. The storage alone is a big deal. One terabyte versus Crash 200 and what? 58? Something like that. I don't know. Okay. I just delete games, bro. Okay. And are you okay with being someone that just deletes games? I yeah. cannot. It frustrates the crap out of me. I can't do it. I like to be able to always get to my games as quick as possible and play them. I don't want to be waiting around. I don't want to be like, oh, I can't be bothered. You'll get your say. Calm down, Chris. You'll get your say. <laughs> just let you go. All right. And for me, I agree with you. As someone who, when I do have to buy games, uh, usually sports titles, like I've, I sometimes I have to pick up Madden, or there's a couple of games uh, that developers don't don't send us codes for. Like sometimes they just they don't want to, or they want to work with us, stuff like that. It's, it's part of uh, part of what we do, right? Whenever that happens, 99% of the time, unless my brother-in-law wants to play that game specifically, I will buy it physically. Because I know I can sell it back to a CEX or a game, or I can trade it. Or what I usually do is I give it to my little nephews and cousins and stuff. Like they think I'm, because of what I do, they think I'm a superstar. So the other day I went out and I gave them a copy of Dirt Five from my, you know, my toolbox that I got. Because I got two, yeah. I went in, I went in thinking I'm the big man. It's all sealed. I'm like, here, Charlie, you can have this. And I'm like, and they're like, oh my god, Uncle Corey, thank you. So to me, I feel like a big deal as well when I do that. But. From a consumer's point of view, I don't think... I think the Series X is worth the extra 200 um, for storage alone, plus the power of it. And I think that will show even more so as the life cycle of the Xbox Series consoles go on. Crash? Yeah. I Just to point out, um, I think the Series X is also worth buying if you have the money for it, obviously. Mm. For the power and for the storage and not because you save over $200 in a lifetime for me because okay. I, still, I still buy games digital I think it really comes down to do you buy games digital or not and I do think there is a larger implication of obviously as you were saying like Microsoft controlling the storefront and the prices and all that stuff and Sony as well and whatever um, but I also I don't buy and sell used games I, it's not something I partake in it cuts money out of developers pockets um and so that's not something i do i'm not saying people shouldn't do it i'm not shaming anybody who does it yeah. like you do what you need to do that's cool that's fine um but for me it really comes down to i buy digital games i don't need the disc drive um, i don't think disc drives are going anywhere even if more digital sales like if you look at the consoles the easier versions to find on both of them are the cheaper discless yes. versions people still want the disc versions that's what a lot of people are waiting for so i don't think as of right now 
I think when the industry as a whole moves more towards digital, then maybe this conversation becomes more relevant of do people still keep buying the disc versions just to keep that alive because that's something they enjoy. But I don't think that'll really ever go anywhere. To be honest, I think disc versions maybe become more limited and maybe become harder to get. That's but fair. I do think they'll always be available. Hmm. Yeah, if you're someone who's like totally against digital games, and, and I'm not saying you are, but for the debate of this conversation, the way the question is asked to us, it seems like you're a little bit concerned, Will, about a company owning the storefront and you not being able to to sort of shop around. Yeah, you should 100% go with the, the Series X. Like you should, you should be able to buy games in your local Walmart or your mum and grop shop or wherever it is you want to go. Like you should have that luxury because that's something you care about. Me, on the other hand, I love not having to get up and put discs in. Like that's a thing that I love. I hate having to. Right now, it takes two. It's sat on top of my Xbox. I accidentally put a piece of plastic on it the other day because I was too lazy, and I almost ruined the disc. Like. Just not having it digitally is annoying to me. But I'm also not someone who cares about preserving my video game uh, history and all, all of that stuff. I play games, I enjoy games, I bat, I never think about them again unless someone wants me to re-download it. That is who I am as a gamer. So there's no wrong or right answer here. It's just uh, the, the right answer for you and the, the way you want to buy, consume, buy, sell and consume things, really, right? Yep, I agree. Let's jump into what's been in our box, Crash. Crash, what you been playing, dude? Um, I'll be honest. This past week, I've played nothing. You played Dead by with me literally yesterday. I did play Dead by tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize uh, to everybody who listens to my Xbox and me. I'm a liar. Uh, don't take everything I've said this podcast as a grain with a grain of salt. It's probably yeah. not true. It's incorrect. Um, oh yeah, Matt P died. By the way, he dead. It, Matt P is that take it with a yeah. grain of salt. You know, um, <laughs> uh, we played Dead by, yeah, 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 we played Dead by. Dead by was very, I enjoyed what we played of Dead by. It's, it's I fun. love it, I love it so, yeah. especially when you have a full squad, a yeah. full squad of four survivors versus one person who's the killer. So, for those who don't know, my fiance is a teacher and she's off work at the moment, and I don't, she's not here, so I can talk very freely. She won't listen to this either. It's like I don't know what she's playing at. I don't, know, I don't know what she's up to, but she's all like, oh, should we play games? And I'm like, hold up a minute. You never want to play games, but but you get her into something. Crash, games. crash. She wants to play a game. No, crash, no. This morning, goes yeah. to the kitchen, cup of tea. Says to me, oh, you know that Pokemon game we were playing? I go, yeah. yeah. She goes to me, is that like a timed free thing or is it free for like, do I just get to play it as much as I want? <laughs> yeah. I looked at her and went, what? She went, yeah, she yeah. I want, I, She's in. Dude, dude, I said to her, what? What do you mean? She was like, I said, it's free to play. You can play as much as you want. She went, oh, I'm going to go in the other room then. See ya. Just gone. She's just sitting in there, drinking a cup of tea, playing poker on your night. She's Where the hell's that come from? I said to her, oh, you're into MOBA? She went, no, I'm into this MOBA. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. But yeah. Um, she's just quite. You can. She's your bestie. You introduced her to Smite. <laughs> I don't think she likes um, Smite. No, me either. Um, but yeah, we um, 
we we've been playing a bunch of Dead by. I've got uh, my I've got the Resident Evil characters obviously um, since that update came out and played the Resident Evil map a couple of times. I really enjoy the game. If you're someone that plays Dead by, please add me XOB Fixer um, on Xbox, and then you can find me on Steam MC Fixer. I am playing it on Game Pass PC um, a lot of the time just because it controls that game controls way better on PC um, just That's for your skill cool. checks and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, really enjoying my time with it. Loving, I love him playing that game. And um, what else have we played? I feel like we've played something else. Haven't we? So. Oh, we did. We played PUBG. Oh, yeah, we did. Wow. We went and played PUBG. Yeah, we did. We went and played PUBG the other day, which, oh, it was an experience. It, do you know what? It was a lot I of fun, right? Stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, it was surprisingly enjoyable. I didn't think that. I remember when we were both starting to play it, you, you had mentioned like, Crush, I don't think we, either of us really want to do we this. Want it. Should we yeah. do this? Um, and I'll be honest, when we were getting into it, the idea beforehand was super like, yeah, I'll download PUBG. We'll play some yeah. PUBG. And then as we got closer, like, do I really uh, want to play PUBG? Yeah. Um, but no, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. I had a really, really good time. I forgot how exhilarating PUBG can feel when you start getting kills and you're in those shoot-offs that last Dude. a long time. Dude, I got two kills that I clipped. One of them with a car with no scope on it from about 200 meters away. And I shot a guy out of a car as well. And honestly, you don't get that feeling in any other game other than PUBG. I don't care. I've got good kills in Apex and I've got good kills in COD. Neither of them feel the way PUBG feels because you hear the and you just see the number just come kill. It's like, oh, it's madness, absolute madness. But, um, yeah, a lot of sweaties, it's really hard to play right now. Um, yeah. if you're not if you're not used to playing said game, but um, had a good time with it, had a real good time with it. So, yes, there is that. Um, what else have we been playing? I started up GTA the other day to play the new content, but I didn't end up playing it. I played State of Decay 2 the other day oh, yeah, for, for, uh, for a little while. Enjoyed my time with it. Still not the game I want it to be. Even playing it the other day, I played for about four hours. And I was like, man, I'm really excited for State of Decay 3, but there's a lot they need to get right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think even watching you play it, it still seems... I, I just, I want them to make it a fully co-op experience where it's like, we need this much food, yep. um, food, we need water, we need supplies. So they go off to, and do the thing. They need to lean more towards in the survival element for me. Yeah. That's, it okay. needs to be a, State of Decay to me should be a zombie MMO. That's what, it, not, maybe not full MMO, but that's like those sort of, I want yeah. little stupid quests to do. Like, this person needs help building up their settlement. So can you get me this amount of wood? Can you get me gas because my car's run out and we're doing runs yeah. and we're building up this community. And as we build it up, the zombies get harder. And that's what State of Decay, State of Decay should be. What it is right now is a shell of that. And it's just not... Even building things doesn't feel fun. Dropping off materials doesn't feel fun. It just, it just It's not enough yet. Yeah. I'm optimistic of freedom. I'm optimistic. I, I think I think they'll have learned their lesson here because I've heard like the new content they do and the DLC they dropped is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um compared to the original. So I'm I'm confident they learned some lessons. It might not end up fully being the game that we want, but I feel like as long as it improves on it, 
Um, that's all you can really ask for. But I do think that uh, State of Decay 2, I haven't played the first one, so I can't speak on it. But it yeah. does feel like a first step into a franchise like this. A first, like, here's the bare minimum of what you can do. You have this uh, community you have to build up. You can go and recruit people and whatnot and build out these facilities. Um, but I, I'd really love it to be more in-depth, like you said. Like, here you go. You have to collect wood for this. You have to get the gas for this car. You want to recruit him. He wants you to go kill this group of zombies because they killed his loved one or whatever. They killed his family. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, or their daughter's trapped in there and you find out the daughter died, but it doesn't need to, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it needs. You nailed it, Chris. You should be a game designer. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's get into the news this week, then, shall we, Chris? A lot of, uh, a lot of Ubisoft news <laughs> to cover. So we'll, we'll, get through, we'll get through the first story, which is Xbox Series just broke the US record in sales. Ooh. Uh, this one was written by IGN's Adam Bankhurst, friend of the show, which says, while Nintendo has extended its streak in June as the leading hardware platform in terms of unit sales to 31, uh, unit sales to 31, Xbox Series X and S took the top spot sorry, as best-selling hardware in dollar sales in the month alongside setting a new sales record in the US for the Xbox platform. Um... So, as shared by MPD group Matt Piscatelia, Xbox is the best, sorry, is the best for Xbox platform since June 2011. Its performance helped June video games hardware dollars sell jump up to 11, no, 112%, apologies, when compared to June 2020, which was $401 million. So, the series console selling well, Crash. Yeah. We kind of already knew that, if we're being totally honest absolutely um it's it, good to it, see though you know yeah of course it's one of those ones right where it's it doesn't shock me because i've always said whatever console's on the on the shelf is going to be the one that sells right now obviously playstation's still selling crazy switch is still selling crazy now we've got the steam deck to to compete with as well yeah. like like it's just it's a it's a crazy world out there right now so um yeah but shout out to xbox congratulations on selling selling as well as you are and i hope it continues to do so because everyone selling well is only better for said industry next one is from joe scrabbles from my gen who said 10 cent set to buy sack boy a big adventure sonic uh and sonic races creator sumo digital sumo group sorry it's not digital Tencent is set to buy Sumo Group, which owns Sumo Digital, uh, the Chinese Room, uh, and more in a $1.27 billion deal. As reported by GamesIndustry.biz, the Chinese entertainment giant, uh, which already uh, homely owns Riot Games, uh, 40%, Epic Games, and has backed Sumo Group, approached on a work-for-hire project. While Sumo Studios have created their own IP over the years, the group is best known uh, for its projects that have led to it working on major licenses uh, of Sony's like Sackboy. Big news crash. Big, yeah. big, big, big news. Tencent, I'm scared of, if I'm being totally honest. Um, but okay, I think I've got a little bit of a bias why because i don't worry about when microsoft buy everything i don't worry about when apple buy everything so microsoft i shouldn't say xbox but tencent are a chinese company right yeah so why do i what why am i why why do i care about that 
Not that I care, because I don't really care. But why do I even have anything in my head that goes, oh, shouldn't do that? Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah, I feel like with Tencent, um, they've really been villainized as well. And not to say that some of it is warranted or whatever, because I don't really know about Tencent. But I do see a lot of people talk very negatively about them. Um, compared yeah. to oh, Microsoft, even though people do talk negatively about Microsoft buying studios and Disney and Apple and all these other places. Um, so I, I do think part of that is just gaming cultural culture in general talks negatively, negatively about when Tencent buys stuff. Um, as far as I know, Tencent doesn't really meddle with stuff too much. And that could just be ignorance. That could just be I don't know. Um, but I, I'm not worried about it until there's something to be worried about personally. Yeah, I just think it's a weird bias I have in my head, though. Where like, oh, I'm so... Maybe it's just conditioning. I've been conditioned to be okay with American companies buy everything, but not others. Which is so it's stupid. Honestly, yeah. That's that's how it works. That's At least, you know what? I'll You get props because you've realized it. You've seen uh, yourself the reflection of yourself and what you do and you can correct it by exactly. being happy 10 cent boss well no i think for me it's just i'd rather talk it out and say oh this is how i feel but then try and have someone explain to me oh you feel that way because you're you're a biased you've got bias against against other countries i'm not even american i'm bloody british but why do i have these bias because I, I was brought up on american tv maybe because all my friends are american it's just weird right it's weird yeah Let's get into the Ubisoft block of news, Chris, shall we? First one being Ubisoft unveils new Tom Clancy's X Defiant, a free-to-play multiplayer shooter game. It's a 6v6 uh, battles, which includes factions from uh, all across the Tom Clancy universe, uh, with a beta planned for August. This one was written. This one was written by Rebecca Valentine of IGM. Today, Ubisoft unveiled uh, the next entry in the Tom Clancy universe, X Defiant, a free-to-play 633 shooter featuring groups from Tom Clancy's universe. It's being developed by Ubisoft San Francisco, led by Mark Rubin as an executive producer and Jason Schroeder as a creative director. In its reveal today, uh, we got a look at a number of competitors uh, number of things of the competitive fps features including a number of maps characters and abilities one uh being more notable uh which is the player has customization which uh was first seen in ghost recon and stuff like that we, there's a lot in here crash there's a lot yeah. in here what did you think of the look of the game it looked uninspired i'm gonna be 100 honest it looked yeah. sort of run-of-the-mill um it just, there was no uniqueness to the game. It looked, you mentioned uh, uh, Wildlands Breakpoint. It looked like it was that mixed with um, Division, mixed with all these other Ubisoft titles. And they were like, let's all put it in a crock pot. What we get out is what we get out. And yeah. that's what we got. And I didn't really, like, the shooting mechanics looked good. They looked clean and all that, which they did mention in the video. But yeah. again, I didn't see that. And I was like, I need to play that game mechanic. Uh, they put up the shields and I saw that. And I'm like... I don't need to do that. I've played Overwatch. I've done Reinhardt, and he's more unique than this than what they're showing here. It looks uninspired. Yeah, it looks uninspired. It looks generic. It looks like a Tom Clancy game. It look. It does. It and 
That doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it. Doesn't mean it's not going to be fun when I actually get to play it. But from a first impressions point of view, I'm like, what is this doing that no other shooter currently does? And it didn't look like anything. Yeah, It just looks like Ubisoft's attempt at a free-to-play shooter. And we knew they were going to jump into the free-to-play games. We've, they've, they've said that. Um, they obviously want a piece of that market. It reminds me, it stinks and reeks of Hyperscape in a way. Yeah. Where I'm I like... That's actually really accurate. This isn't going to do well. Yeah. It's... Where it, I think they're going to... Uh, this is my, this is my, my um, prediction. They're going to pay a bunch of streamers to play this game at launch. Some people are going to stick with it in terms of like smaller level streamers um, who are going to build a community around it. It's going to last maybe a year or so, and then they're going to they're going to shut it down. There's that's where my head is at. Does this affect your opinion at all on some of the other free to play stuff they're doing, like with um, Division? No, because I like Division. Okay. The, again. The, my problem with this is I don't know I don't I haven't played this yet as well right like this could I could literally play this and be like wow this feels really good and wow this is actually really fun and and that could I'm just talking specifically right now about the look of the game yeah it doesn't when I, when I, even when I look at it it's like oh okay yeah this is this is this is another generic shooter yeah that's what it is like there's no there's nothing yeah. new to it you know I feel like the customization aspect kind of hurts the game as well um because i feel like if you had characters and you can build out characters that maybe you could get people attached to the world because i feel like that's kind of what happened with rainbow six you know lord tachanka and all that um people really (laughs) fell in love with the character yeah 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 yeah. Uh, so even for a long-term growth for this game and i think that's what their goal is i think that's We've talked about it before. That's what Ubisoft has been great at is long-term growths of their games, like Rainbow Sixes. They release it in one state, and they're going to continually work on it and improve it and see it to uh, a better audience and a better uh, game itself. But again, like you said, how many people will stick out and will it be enough sticking with it to warrant Ubisoft doing that? Um, and I don't... I, I personally, the way I see it, I agree with you, like a year, if that... Um, if they're because- lucky, a year. Yeah, because the game just doesn't. It looks uninspired. Um, especially it's launching PC only at first. Um, and when you do that, you're competing with Valorant. You're competing with Rainbow Six. And those are both, I think, leagues ahead of that. They look better. Base. Yeah. And there's personality when you look at that. You can say, I've seen people say Valorant looks ugly, which is fair. Yeah. You don't like the art style and all that stuff. That's cool. But that game still oozes personality when you see those characters when i see ubisoft's game i see no personality i just see a generic shooter which becomes the problem exactly it's one it hurts it hurts but i'm willing to give it a chance because i love shooters and let me tell you i love free even more than i love (laughs) shooters let me tell you that right now uh, write in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com or join the discord mc fixer in the link in descriptions below uh, let me know if you're interested in in X the Fire, did, did are you see are you seeing something that maybe we're not seeing? I'd I'd, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Uh, the next story I haven't got up brand here, Crash, because I forgot to put it in the docket. But um, it's Ubisoft delays Rainbow Six Extraction and Riders Republic once again. Ubisoft has once again delayed both both titles that I just mentioned. Um, with the former moved to January uh, twenty two and the latter October twenty eighth. It's a shame. 
it's a shame. I wanted to. I'm really interested in both these titles, in playing both of them. But um, again, delays are a good thing. Blah 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 blah. blah yeah, blah. yeah. I I agree with you. Delays are a good thing. <laughs> you agree? You agree with the blah 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 blah? blah. I'm just sick of saying <laughs> it. Really it bro. Well I'm sick of um, saying it. You know. The but. I do agree. Like both these games, I think had actually really interesting showings the last time they were shown. Yeah. Um, that really, really got me excited for them uh, to certain degrees. It, more so, Extraction than Riders Republic, but even that piqued my interest. Uh, but ultimately, delays. Delays are good for the games. Let's talk uh, about something that's not been delayed, real quick, shall we? And then yeah. we can probably circle back. Which is, Ubisoft says. It's too early to say more about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Beyond Good and Evil 2 was announced four years ago yep. at E3 2017. It still yep. exists, but Ubisoft says yep. it's too early to say anything more about it. That game is... Uh... That game's in the bin, mate. Yeah, I think it'll come out. I don't think they're not going to put it out. But if you are excited for that game, I would te start tempering Emma. expectations yes. like crazy because I do not think that game is going to come out and be what you want it to be. I don't think it's going to come out and be what the developers want it to be because um, having nothing to show after four years, and I'm not saying it has to be anything super substantial, but having nothing to show, nothing to say about it, I think that speaks a problem. Well, there was the the, the game industry dot uh, biz piece about um, the troubled um, the troubled development of uh, Jesus. What's it called? What's the pirate game? Oh, um, uh, Skull and Bones. Yeah, Skull and Bones. And I feel like it's just a weird. We're in a weird. Ubisoft are in a yeah. weird place right now. Number one, they've still got problematic people in their company. That's yeah. number one um, that they haven't dealt with. Uh, which is is obviously not a good thing, and um, that leaves a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Obviously, and so it should. Um, and number two, it's just a, not a good track record to have. I'm not saying that delays are good, obviously, but multiple yeah. delays is where you start getting worried. At least for me, whether they be big or small, it's like, well, you could say in the same breath, you could say COVID has made all this that much harder as well. And of course it has. Um, but that that's what worries me is more the multiple delays. And with Beyond and Evil, that scares me a lot. That scares me yeah. a lot. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be worried about both Beyond Good and Evil and Skull and Bones. Um, if you were excited for Skull and Bones, I don't know too many people who were excited for it. But those games were shown a long time ago and haven't really had updates since. Yeah. Um, I do know Beyond Good and Evil had its um, community thing that it was doing updates through. I don't know if they still do those. I don't know how substantial those have been. Yeah. But I'd assume if they were anything like super substantial, we'd see something from it. And we haven't really. Um, I think there's a big difference between Extraction and Riders Republic in that we've seen those more recently. We've seen substantial gameplay from them. So yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about those. Maybe if there's another delay around the time that they're supposed to come out. Maybe then you get a little bit worried, um, but I wouldn't be too worried about those personally. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okie dokie. Well, Crush, let's plug the plug and get ourselves out of it, dude. What you got to plug this week? Uh, we have an iTunes. If you have, I, <laughs> if you have an we, iPhone, we have an iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> we good plug, Crush. You we own iTunes. We own it now. 
You guys have an iPhone, an iPad. Your mom has an iPhone or an iPad. Your dad has an iPhone. You know anyone with an iPhone or iPad. You see someone walking down the street with an iPhone. Take, Take their iPhone for a second. <laughs> go to the go to the um, podcast uh, podcast app and yep. go ahead and rate us on iTunes. Uh, all ratings welcome. I think uh, I, I haven't checked the ratings in a while, but if you rate, I, subs- I, I, I I'm a fan of you. I'm checking that, Crush. Oh, okay. that was I played the oh, podcast, okay. Crash. Crash, Crash, I played, I played <laughs> We podcast. don't need another listen right now, uh, uh, You sure? All right, my Xbox and me. Uh we search it. Yeah, right here. Right, it's loading. Click that one. Damn, that's a good logo, man. That's a good logo. Fantastic and then logo. and then you go to you go to where it says reviews right here, yeah. It says we're sitting yeah. at a four point eight crash. That's a four point eight out of five. 76 reviews. If only we, we need get more. another 24. We need a hundred. What should we do at 100? I was giving away a headset. I still got that headset, by the way. We could give but away that headset. I've got we could you know what? something out. We could we could we could we could we could figure something out. 100 reviews is what we need. Still your mum's iPhone. Still your dad's iPhone. Still Granny's iPad. Go on the because all you need is an account, a separate account. And yeah. literally, if you do it with your grandma's iPad. Just put, ha, 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 stole my grandma's iPad and put it from Nan. Sorted. You, you know what you guys do the next time you guys are walking out and you guys happen to go upon an Apple store? You walk into the go Apple in store there. Yes. all the iPhones and crash. all the iPads. I drop some reviews. I crash. It's a good I idea, might shoot right? a video. I might shoot a video for the My Xbox <laughs> and Me channel. I'm going to go up to the O2, go to the Apple store, and we'll go on every single one and drop a review. I might do it. Do it. If we get to 100 reviews, people. then I'll definitely do it. Because then there'll be 120 or something. <laughs> that'd, that'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah, you can find me everywhere at MC Fixer. You can find Crash at Crashnick Plays on Twitter. Um, oh, my big thing is if you're listening to this straight away as it comes out, um, my birthday was on Tuesday. I'm doing a humongous birthday stream. Uh, go check out my Twitter for all the details. But I have partnered with Ubisoft. 2K, Elgato, Insert Coin, uh, Noble Chairs, and sorry, Noble Chairs, and Aurus. Um, and I'm going to be giving away a lot of stuff. Ubisoft, we've got codes. 2K, we've got goodies. Elgato, we're giving away a way-free microphone, which is the microphone that I currently use uh, for podcasting. If you're someone who's like, oh, I want to be a podcaster, this is the exact mic that I currently use. Um, what else? Uh, oh, a stream deck. So if you're after after a stream deck as well, you can grab one of those. Uh, with Insert Coin, we're giving away two £50 codes so you can get yourself some nice Gears of War clothing or any of the games on there that you like. Uh, with Aorus, we're giving away a 500 gigabyte SSD, one of the creme de la creme ones. Like, Chris, it's better than my one. I'm pissed. Ooh. I'm pissed. <laughs> I said to, I said to, I said to the, the people at Aorus, I was like, can I not just have this one? They're like, no, it's for your giveaway. I'm like, yeah, but this is better than what I have. They're like, mm. yeah, we're sorry. If I'm like, what this one, be suspicious, everybody. <laughs> Look at his face. That's not a good Damn. face to have. <laughs> Damn. Why did I not think of that? Um, Noble Chairs are going to be giving us um, a hero 
chair to give away. But yeah, man, lots of giveaways. Lots of big giveaways with some big companies. Be there 7am till 7pm. If you're not in the Twitch, I get it. But if you have a Twitch account, come and drop me a follow. Twitch.tv slash mcfixer. Uh, shout out to the Potato Squad for making it this far into the podcast. And until next time, we will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Good boys. Bye.